everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the place that connects people facing divorce with trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We're also a podcast, website, mobile app, and I offer the free consult. So abuse is something that people think of when they see women with a black eye and they think, ooh, what's going on? You know, I hope she's okay. Or she has bruises somewhere else on her body. And that is true. That is abuse. But there are so many victims of abuse that you can't see anything on their body. And they don't even know that they're being abused because it doesn't involve the physical part. So today I want to talk about abuse and how it can take various forms, how to recognize signs, and how to understand that abuse isn't just physical harm. To talk about this with me today is Beverly Price. Beverly is a divorce coach and the founder of her company, Her Empowered Divorce. And Beverly is also the creator and co-founder of the Divorce Coalition. And what the Divorce Coalition is, it's an initiative to bring awareness to domestic violence. And to do this, Beverly involved many divorce professionals, people in the industry, and myself included. And I'm so honored to be part of this initiative because I think it is so important and we really need to get the word out so that people aren't afraid to come forward. So hi, Beverly. Hi, Jackie. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking time to do this podcast. And thank you for putting together the Divorce Coalition. I mean, without you, it would have never, it wouldn't be. Well, it's an exciting um, endeavor, and I have just been so flabbergasted by the number of people that have jumped on board. We have over 45 divorce professionals reaching over 5 million people with our combined influence. That is amazing, and it's so important, Beverly. So tell me your story. So you're a victim and a survivor and a thriver. So tell me why this was important to you and what your story is. Well, my story is one that contains emotional, mental, financial, and physical abuse, uh, much of which I was unaware of that I was being abused, as you said, except for the physical abuse. In addition to that, what I did was when I left one abusive marriage, I jumped right into the next abusive marriage without stopping to learn from the first, without looking at myself, without understanding why I was attracted to the man that I did, without learning from the marriage and with, without learning about domestic violence in general. So what I want um, people to experience is not only 
for the victims to come forward, but also for people that aren't victims to become more aware and to become less silent about domestic violence. I want us to move from condoning domestic violence by our silence to condemning it with our voice. So one thing you said that struck me was you're right. It's important to get people involved and aware, even if they're not victims of abuse, to have as many people available so that victims of abuse feel comfortable coming forward, right? I mean, isn't that- Right, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about signs of abuse. So tell my listeners some signs of, first we'll talk about emotional and psychological abuse, and then we'll get into- other kinds of abuse. What are some signs of emotional and psychological abuse? Well, I think um, there are a number of them. One common thread through most forms of abuse is that the abuser wants to isolate the victim, to take them away from any support systems or families. So when they're experiencing the trauma of abuse, they don't have anyone to go to. With emotional and mental abuse, there are lots of signs if you're paying attention, but if you're looking kind of superficially at someone, you might not notice. I would first look for changes in behavior. I would second look for someone that has begin, begun to shrink, to not use their voice, to not stand up for themselves, to feel like they're less than, low self-esteem, low self-awareness, someone that who is afraid. Um, fear runs rampant through emotional and mental abuse. And those are some of the signs that I would look for. It's hard to recognize, but if you know someone and you've noticed a change in them, or you notice they seem much more insecure or afraid than the average person, that would be my suspicion. Now, Beverly, what do you do? Because I'm thinking of somebody that I know right now who fits the description of what you just said. Do you, do I call her up and say something? Like, how do you handle that? Well, I would probably start a very subtle conversation. I wouldn't make that the purpose, the overt purpose of the call, but I would talk to them about how life's going and who they hang around with and the things that they're doing and first see if you think they're isolating and then start to ask them about themselves and things that interest them and what they've been up to. Uh, when was the last time they got out and did something fun with the girls? Um, those kinds of things I think are important. There's another kind of abuse that can be pretty devastating and that's financial abuse. And so the abuser may be controlling the purse string so much that the victim can't go out, can't do things, can't buy a new dress, can't go out with the girls to a movie, um, those kinds of things as well. So if you see these signs and you're talking to this person and you're trying to be discreet and kind of get it out of them, when do you say something and what do you say if you know now now you have a real suspicion that something is wrong. I would ask questions like, um, 
are, do you consider yourself safe at home? Do you feel afraid at home? And I'm only asking this because I care, because I want the best for you. How are you doing? I would ask questions like that, but I wouldn't come out with a, a very accusatory tone and say, I think you're a victim because what can happen with abused victims is they start to back off and want to deny because another thing that goes hand in hand with abuse is shame. I'm ashamed that I've gotten in this situation and I don't want anyone to know. So frequently, even if you ask, they will say, oh, no, no, I'm not being abused. And they might never take your call again. They may say, well, That's I don't want to deal with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you can always say, you know, I'm not saying this to put you on the spot. I'm saying this because I care. And if you ever need anything, I'm there for you because you can't push a victim into a solution. Each victim takes an average of seven attempts to leave an abuser. And that, that means that the power of the abuser is so great. It means the fear of the victim is so great. And it means the challenge of physical leaving, perhaps fear of finances and children could be a big factor. Beverly, how do you know so much about this? Like you sound like a real expert. Well, you know, part of it comes from personal experience of being a victim, but the other comes from being passionate about it to want to learn about it. Mm -hmm. Um, If, you know, I always believe in the phrase knowledge is power. And so the more I can learn, whether it's listening to podcasts, reading books, reading articles, reading blogs, the better off I can be because I really want to know if I get into a situation that I was in recently where, where I was talking about domestic violence and somebody said to me, oh no, those are just women that make this up. They use it to stick it to the man. I want to be able to have facts that I can share. You know, being a divorce coach, one of the facts I learned is that 24% of all divorces cite domestic violence as a cause. And so that's an alarming statistic. Then the other statistic of one out of every three women in her lifetime will experience abuse is frightening. And so I want to be able to combat ignorance with information. Oh, Beverly, I'm so impressed by this. And those statistics are unbelievable. You're listening to the Divorce Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. Today, I am here with divorce coach Beverly Price. Beverly is also the creator and co-founder of the Divorce Coalition, an initiative to bring awareness to domestic violence by professionals in the divorce community, including myself. And Beverly and I are talking about different kinds of abuse. I'm going to take a short break. When we come back, we are going to get into the other kinds of abuse. And then we're going to talk about what to do if you think you're a victim of any kind of abuse. We'll be right back. 
When people decide to get divorced, among their biggest concerns are the children. Are they going to be okay? Will they start acting out? Will their grades suffer? Will they end up with emotional problems? Are they going to become insecure and feel unloved? These are all valid concerns, and that is where life coach and parent coach Rita Morris can step in. Rita is a mom of two. She's been a therapist since 2003, and she is also a certified life coach and parent coach who has dedicated a huge part of her practice to helping people parent and co-parent for the benefit of the kids and of themselves. Rita has a large focus on helping parents who have kids with anxiety, ADHD, and kids who are special needs. I absolutely love Rita. I think she's wonderful. She's experienced, she's smart, she's warm, and she's extremely dedicated to her clients. So if you wanna learn more about Rita, you can find her in the Trusted Partners section of Divorced Girl Smiling, and you can also find her at apparentspath.com. I also wanna take a minute to recommend divorce mediators, Ellen Feldman and Brian James. They are a team of mediators, so you meet with both of them, and they are wonderful. They have been working together since 2007, Ellen is a former attorney, practicing attorney. Brian James is a parenting coordinator. They bring so much experience. They're so passionate about helping couples get divorced in a reasonable amount of time for a reasonable fee. So if you want to learn more about Ellen and Brian, who I have actually known for over a decade and completely trust, you can find them in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling or at celandassociates.com. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff and I'm your host. Today I'm talking about abuse, all kinds of abuse. The title of this podcast is, If He Didn't Hit Me, Is It Abuse? Signs of Abuse and Tips for Victims. And to talk about this with me, I'm here with divorce coach Beverly Price. So Beverly, let's get into a couple more types of abuse. We talked about emotional and psychological abuse. We talked about financial abuse. What about verbal abuse? What's verbal abuse? Verbal is really deadly and emotional, mental, and verbal can fall into this umbrella called coercive control. And you may hear that term uh, come up now, but verbal abuse is when you're put down, when you're accused, when you're blamed, when you're told you're less than in private or in public. Um, it's very devastating. All of emotional, mental, and verbal abuse in some ways are more insidious than physical abuse because sometimes we don't even know it's happening and other times it goes on for so long and it has such a devastating effect on our self-esteem and self-confidence that we lose the ability to have the strength to leave. Yeah, this one seems really, like you said, insidious, like it's hard, it, the lines are a little blurry, it would be hard to name it. 
Yeah, the one thing that I think, though, is is interesting from the point of those of us that might observe it is verbal abuse is more visible than necessarily some of the emotional and mental abuse. If you're at a cocktail party or at a barbecue with a couple and you see the husband starting to put down that woman, you're stupid. You can't do this. I don't know why I brought you. You look ugly. You look fat. Those are things we can draw a line in the sand and say, don't talk to her that way. Now, I will like to add that abuse victims aren't always just women. 6% of abuse happens to men as well, where their shame's even greater. But my focus is much more on the women because 94% of abuse victims are women. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because there is a percentage and there it does happen to men too. And they might even be so embarrassed about coming yep. forward that they might be less likely to do so. And they think nobody will believe them. Right. Next form of abuse, what's digital abuse? A digital abuse can be harassment through text messages, computers, voicemail, anything involving technology can be abuse through Facebook and other social media. Um, but essentially, it's a very demeaning type of abuse that takes advantage of the technology of the day. You know, in the past, years and years ago, we didn't have that kind of technology. So this is something new and different um, that can be involved. And I saw that you wrote here, there's also something called revenge porn. Mm -hmm. yep. Where the person shares images of the couple of you and your husband yeah, yeah. there's oh. a lot of if you if you step back and you think about abuse is all about power and control that the abuser has this insatiable need for power and control in many cases because they're very insecure inside but would never admit it and one of the ways that you can abuse someone is harming their reputation, not just overtly doing something to them, but you can do things like posting nasty things on Facebook and other things. But if you've ever taken intimate pictures, somebody could take those pictures and post them on social media. And again, a humiliating, shameful experience. Awful. I want to move on to people who might be listening to this and thinking, I know someone and I'm thinking of someone who is being abused or I myself, I didn't even realize I'm being abused. What are some steps people can take to protect themselves and seek help? Absolutely. Well, the first thing is to speak to a domestic violence expert to call the U.S. National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is 800-799-7233, or call your local shelter. This is critical because these folks 
just know everything there is to know about domestic violence. The U.S. hotline gets 20,000 calls a day. Amazing. But they are there with what to do. So we didn't even talk about physical abuse. But when you just said that about calling a shelter, you're talking about if you really feel in danger right now and something has to be done. Now, there's other kinds of abuse where you don't have to rush out of the house, right? I mean, right. So you're really talking about if you are being hit and abused and you feel like your life is in danger. Well, yes, but I will preface that with something is you never want to leave an abuser without a safety plan and without advice from an expert even with physical abuse. The reason why is there is a huge percentage of women that get murdered when they leave their abusers without a safety plan. And a safety plan can take time to put together because you may need to save money. You may need to make other plans of where you go. So physical abuse um, is devastating. But even if you're experiencing coercive control, emotional, verbal, um, mental abuse, the U.S. Domestic Violence Hotline is a source for you of what actions you can take. That's great advice. And also, Beverly, can somebody call you about this? Sure, sure. Now, I am not... Um, I am not the resource when someone is in the middle of physical abuse. Mm -hmm. You're not a crisis counselor, but if somebody is listening to this and they feel that, wow, I do think I'm being abused, but it's not a huge rush out of the house and they don't feel in danger, you can contact Beverly and have some sessions and see if, if this is, if she can help you reach the goals you need to reach to leave. Absolutely. You can call me at 843-315-8659. Okay, let's get into more things you can do. So another thing you listed is reach out to a trusted person. Yeah, this one's tricky because you want to make sure there is total trust. You want to make sure this is a person that isn't also close friends with your spouse that will go to your spouse and talk to them. You want to make sure this is a person that will be positive and supportive. Sometimes family members and religious leaders are well-intentioned, but they don't really understand domestic violence. They may tell you to go back to the abuser. They may say, oh, you just need to stick it out. Or they might call the husband and say, listen, your wife came to see me. She's really unhappy. Can you be a little nicer? And you need to communicate. And what they don't realize is they're enraging the abuser even more. Exactly. Exactly. It will, it will have devastating effects. So be um, really careful who your trusted person is. If it's your husband's sister, that might not really be a good idea. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, Beverly, we forgot to talk about one of the things that I think and that you wrote that needs to be done first, which is recognize the abuse, acknowledge the signs, even if they're not physical. Understanding the problem is the first step towards getting help. 
Right. And I'm hoping that by explaining the different kinds of abuse, that people will resonate with that, will understand and, and say, gosh, that's happening to me. And it's important that I am not alone in doing this. Thousands and thousands of women go through this and are feeling exactly the way you are. I went through it and I feel exactly the way you are. So that is absolutely critical. And that is such a wonderful place to end this podcast because it's on a positive note. And what I want to say to my listeners is look at Beverly. She is a two-time victim of abuse and she got out of both relationships and doing great. So there is hope. There is a way out. It's not easy. It takes time but it can happen if that's what you want. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, absolutely. And one other thing, if I could ask Jackie or, or add, is that you also want to protect yourself from technology. Phone calls, um, if there's callback numbers, cell phones, if the spouse checks your phone, you need passwords on computers and phones and iPads. You need other email addresses so they can't find your emails. So those are some things, some safety things they need to be aware of as well, that on a computer history of the websites you visited can be tracked. Right. Because if you look up help for victims of domestic violence, if your spouse comes home and types the word H in the computer, it could come up and he could see that you searched it. So you have to clear your cache. Yep, absolutely. That's just one But hope. there is hope. There is a new and better life. And there is a way not to repeat your situation over and over again. Beverly, thank you so much for taking time to do this. And thank you so much for starting the Divorce Coalition. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jackie. It's been an honor. And to my listeners, if you want to learn more and reach Beverly, her website is HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. And if you want to find trusted vetted divorce professionals or listen to more podcasts or read articles or sign up for my free consult, come see me at DivorcedGirlSmiling.com. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you real soon.